1: i wash my hands of this
0: weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, December 16th, where your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing today?
2: i'm doing good buddy um it is uh, another fun day here in the year 2020 man how are you
0: <laughs> doing well doing well it's hump day it's the middle of the week i uh, did want to remind people uh, a couple programming notes tomorrow we will be doing a Best of a replay. Uh, Tony's got a little work conflict, so uh, there will be no new show tomorrow, but there will be one on Friday. And then next week, obviously we're into the Christmas week, the Christmas holiday. Uh, we will not be doing new shows, but we'll be running uh, best of's all of next week. So a couple programming notes there,
2: but uh, in the meantime, you get you us get for today. One more, exactly. one more episode this week. I wish I could do it tomorrow. I just, unfortunately, uh, I have to. I have to do what we call the clopen, where you uh, close and then you turn around and you gotta open the next day because uh, I have some meeting to be Ooh, at. So
0: I don't end. Oh, it's you, gonna be Tony.
2: rough. To talk about being tired. That one's gonna be one of those rough ones. There will be no me sitting casually with tea.
0: Right. <laughs> no. In fact, uh, I get the joy of sleeping in a little bit, but Tony's got to wake up early and drive all the way down to uh, Denver. So uh, yeah, he doesn't get. Uh, <sighs> No No, break for Tony, but... uh,
2: No rest. No, no. It might actually be a uh, uh, look for a hotel down that way.
0: (laughs) There you go. That's no. probably a good yeah, idea. You
2: know, worst case, if I could get down there, it uh, doesn't seem like it's too far from that in and out burger over there.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, folks, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host. Tony, I'm going to ask you to put on your hypothetical hat and say, God forbid, you were hit with some sort of debilitating disability um, or you all of a sudden became elderly what would you say would be the most embarrassing part of having somebody else take care of you?
2: Oh, pooping yourself. I poop my pants. You can play that soundbite. <laughs> it's always good.
0: Oh, I've got it somewhere around here.
2: Oh, there it is. I poop my pants. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine, like, being uh, older and uh, having that, like, really uh, good looking nurse? Because odds are, I'm probably be that flirty old bastard at. Uh, <laughs> at at a certain age you're oh yeah, here we I used to talk to a lot of you young little girls you whatever <laughs> and then poop in your pants. So yeah, I'd say hypothetically, being old that it's you know, I know that comes with the territory when you're in the, the how the nursing homes and stuff, so
0: Well uh, while well, for you and me that would probably be the most embarrassing thing and for most people, not the case for this guy. A New Orleans judge is sentenced a man who admitted to tricking women into changing his diapers by feigning disabilities to five years of probation, according to court records. Rutledge Diaz IV must also maintain employment, undergo Internet addiction counseling, stay off social media, and complete 400 hours of community service, ad hoc criminal district court judge Hunter Harris ordered Monday – The guilty plea puts an end to a strange criminal saga that came to light in November 2019 when Louisiana State Police arrested Diaz for convincing a series of women to change his diapers. Diaz had posed on babysitting apps as the brother of a man named Corey with mental and physical disabilities. He convinced the women to treat Corey, in in actuality Diaz himself, as if he were a child. At a court hearing after his arrest, two women spoke of their sense of betrayal when they found out that Diaz did not suffer from the disabilities he claimed. "'I used to believe that almost everyone in the world was inherently good. In this case, I was wrong,' one of them said. Diaz's lawyer said he did suffer from mental health and substance abuse problems. He described his actions as a response to childhood sexual trauma. Uh, still, though, taking advantage of women to change your diaper, of all things. yeah uh, Something's not right there. And, uh, you know, he I, I, I'm a little surprised that he's not going to jail. He's just uh, essentially just under probation.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a weird one. For sure. It doesn't, you know, there's a lot of weirdos in this world, so uh, that's definitely one of them.
0: Yeah. We all like to think that people are inherently good, but uh, the sad reality is that sometimes that's just not the case.
2: Just not the case. Yeah.
0: Now, you know what is inherently good is our show today. We have a wonderful show lined up. It is Wednesday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Hump day! Yeah! It is hump day as we do on Wednesdays, we've got words are hard. We have a segment called a lump of coal. Our call in topic today is the worst Christmas movies. We have a segment called little conspiracy theories. We round out the day with this day in history. And Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a few. (laughs) Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash radio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, December 16th. Now we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week voicemail line giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Uh, Maybe you've got a diaper change fetish. We want to hear about it. Give us a call at 855-Phoenix-Radio. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. (laughs)
2: good morning everybody it is wednesday and december 16th and here's your Filippo fast five uh netflix's colin kaepernick series is stricken with multiple positive COVID 19 tests guess they'll be taking a knee on that show huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> whitney houston biopic will star the rise well okay let me try this again Whitney Houston biopic will star The Rise of Skywalker's Naomi Ackie. In accordance with the request made by Dave Chappelle, HBO Max is removing Chappelle's show from the streaming service at the end of the year, which I think is a cool move from HBO because Dave does not get paid anything. No residuals, no nothing. Got a real bad contract on that one.
0: No, and they make a lot of money off of his stand-up specials, so uh, I could see why they would want to do that for him
2: yeah absolutely so good stuff there Dungeons and Dragons fans will be excited to know it's coming to the big screen and Chris Pine is expected to lead it so uh, it could be interesting I will I look forward to seeing a trailer or at least production or something right and Destiny Calls Disaster awaits Disenchantment Part 3 is coming January 15th to Netflix if you're a fan of that show I would prefer a, a return to uh, Futurama that oh me too That would get be awesome. me excited there <clears throat> All right, so a lot of these will be uh, movie and TV-related entertainment news today. Uh, so yesterday, uh, Tom Cruise went on a loud, explicit, written tirade on the set of Mission Impossible 7 after two crew members were allegedly found breaking COVID-19 protocol, protocols during the filming. The Sun published an exclusive audio recording that reportedly was taken from the MI7 set. In the audio, a voice that sounds distinctly like Tom Cruise can be heard laying into the crew members allegedly allegedly responsible for breaking protocol. While no details of the violation are given, there's a clear message that is communicated. If I see you do it again, you're effing gone. And if anyone in the crew does it, that's it. So, (laughs) I haven't heard the audio, so I don't know. I hope it's as good as... uh, when you're about to play,
0: yeah, I've got a yeah? little bit. Yeah, it's
3: you
2: get nothing, you lose. Good day, sir. He sounds an awful uh, lot like Willy
0: Wonka. It's very strange.
2: Yeah, that is. That's. I thought that's who that was. I didn't realize that was a Tom Cruise clip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, strange. I thought you were going to play this one.
1: Oh, good for you. <laughs> that
2: was a clip from Christian Bale's infamous uh, meltdown. Exactly. Um. So, in larger excerpts of the recording, the speaker, allegedly Cruz, can be heard making the point that not only jobs and livelihoods of the entire crew are on the line, but the entire film industry as well. Okay. Oh, he says more. They're back in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. We are creating thousands of jobs, you mother effers, the speaker says. That's it. No apologies. You can't tell it to the people that are losing half their effing homes because our industry is shut down. Um so um it says uh hopefully uh oh gosh My, I'm having a few technical difficulties scrolling and stuff uh ah <laughs> uh, jeez uh the speaker says the crew and the mission impossible franchise are the gold standard when it comes to movie making and that what they do sets the tone for the rest of the industry so good on him if uh he's just trying to make a point i mean obviously whether you believe it or you don't believe it, follow the just follow the protocols. You know, what you don't need to sit there and try to be a rebel, especially when it comes to. Uh, I could see him here making movies because that could cost a lot of people monies if it gets shut down because an outbreak happens. The movie gets delayed. Uh, people are going to lose their jobs because they're going to have to find something else, and then that's a, it's a domino effect, especially in the world of movies. I, and I could see his point to uh, getting frustrated. And you know what? Sometimes you got to be a little harsh. doesn't make him an a-hole. It just, he's laying it down. So good on Tom Cruise for that one. Well, and that's the thing. You know, in California,
0: so many businesses, so many things are shut down and they've allowed Hollywood to continue filming as long as they follow the protocols. If they don't follow the protocols, that gets shut down. The rest of everything else gets shut down. And, you know, we're back to... Uh, movie releases and TV releases being pushed back another year. And uh, you know what? Entertainment is what is really sort of keeping us sane right now, um, being the fact that we're cooped up at home all day.
2: Yeah, exactly. I kind of wish I was cooped up home sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get what you mean with that. Um, well, fans of the Sanderson sisters will be stoked to know that Disney officially confirms Hocus Pocus 2. There had been rumors and people have just been kind of saying it's going to happen. Well, it's officially hit the black frame, black flame candle on Hocus Pocus 2, the sequel film to the 1993 cult classic. on Disney Investors Day Thursday the company announced the long awaited sequel which has been rumored for years it's officially in the works and will premiere exclusively on Disney's on Disney Plus a projected release date for the film has not yet been announced but um, it does say that uh, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy will all reprise their roles as the Sanderson sisters Um, nothing that nothing says what the story will be about, but uh, my, my thought is it'll be like more of a modern day reboot, if anything. Um, yeah, it'll probably we'll see.
0: knowing Disney, it'll probably be it's, the same story, just rehashed in a slightly different way. Um, you know, I would assume that it's going to come out around Halloween time, and I think my only question to you, Tony, is were you the one who lit the black flame candle?
2: I was, man. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty! <laughs> I wonder who they're all going to bring back and what it'll focus on. So, this should be interesting. Yeah. Um, Marvel Studios has also announced that a Legends series is coming exclusively to Disney+. Plus. Uh, Mar- um, with this one, uh, I always should not read the headline first because then the first like two sentences... It is essentially the, the headline. Exactly. Yeah, I should just read that. Uh, Basically, it'll have the most iconic moments from the MCU, one character at a time, starting with Wanda Maximoff and Vision, the two stars of WandaVision, which is set set to premiere Disney Plus next month. The first two episodes of Marvel Studios Legends will dive deeper into the stories of Wanda and Vision and their interconnected path across the MCU. The opening episodes of the new Legends series will be added to Disney Plus on January 8th, 2021, exactly one week before WandaVision WandaVision. WandaVision. Words are hard Wednesday, baby. (laughs) And uh, after that, the MCU supporting series will continue to release new episodes to feed directly into Marvel's upcoming Disney Plus slate, serving as a refresher for fans while simultaneously setting the stage for future events. Um I think that's pretty damn cool, actually. That's neat. It's uh, sort
0: of like uh, the one shots. Remember, they were doing those for a while, and you know, they would dive a little bit deeper into a character like the Mandarin um, or, or Peggy Carter, and uh, you know, ultimately, it told a little story and it sets up you know little things about the MCU that uh, you know maybe just be bridging a gap. For instance, with WandaVision, if something weird is happening there. Maybe it'll help explain or set that up uh, for when that comes out.
2: Right. And, uh, I apologize. My, uh, it's not the laptop. I don't know if it's the mouse or whatever is having issues. I had this right before the break where I was clicking on articles and then the mouse cursor would go away and I just replaced the battery. So I don't know what's going on. Just give me <laughs> a sec. I have to, technical difficulties. I have to actually go to, uh, the phone and use, uh, the next article for the next article. So
0: the funny thing is that during the break, and you know, we can't hear each other during the break because the commercials are going on. But did I can, you hear
2: me? Like get mad at it?
0: I could see you in the video, just you know, <laughs> I almost like yeah, flexing I at the computer.
2: Well, it just goes away, and it's like, ah, oh, you gotta be kidding me! Like nothing. I don't know why it's not working today, but I digress. The show goes on. You have backup here, um, so I'm gonna put this right here so I can kind of just look at the look at the camera as well. Uh, so Lily, James, and Sebastian Stan will play Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee in a new Hulu show. Say uh, what? I certainly didn't see coming. Yeah. Deadline reported uh, that they'll play Pam and Tommy. Jeez. Okay, Tony, learn not to read the headline. Just read the first sentence. It's the same thing. Pam and Tommy will revolve around the couple's tabloid-foddered relationship, including the scandal that emerged when their honeymoon sex tape was stolen and leaked to the public. Deadline added that Seth Rogen is expected to play the man who stole the tape. The eight-episode series will kick off production in the spring with Greg Giuseppe um, directing uh, from a script by Rob Siegel. Although the sex tape scandal will play a major part of Pam and Tommy, the series will largely focus on their whirlwind romance that started with them marrying after only knowing each other for 96 hours in 1995. Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee are not involved in this series but they're aware of its of its existence. Lily James was recently seen in re, in Netflix Rebecca alongside Armie Hammer and will next be seen in The Dig with Carrie Mulligan, which will debut in select theaters January 15th and then move to Netflix on January 29th. As for Sebastian Stan, the actor will reprise his role for The Winter Soldier for The Falcon and Winter Soldier which debuts on Disney Plus March 19th, 2021. So uh, that one should be uh interesting. One.
0: I wonder if they're gonna give him a uh, Dirk Diggler type prosthetic so he can uh, steer the boat. Oh yeah, that oh,
2: was a yeah. that was a weird thing. Did you ever see that that video back in the oh day? yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was I interesting. Think it, I'm like, oh.
0: I think if you were okay. a teenage kid, it was a rite of passage to see that.
2: Yeah, you didn't want to, did not want to see the drummer of Motley Crue quite in that light, but uh, the dude does have a right to be braggadocious. So <laughs> that he, he does. There you. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Um, you got 50 seconds, so um, I could do a quick, quick note because birthdays are small. 10, All right. So I'll squeeze one more in. Um, the, this morning, three games were stealth released onto the Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch Lite. These games you can read about below. No, we're not going to do that. I am Ron Burgundy. I should not uh, <laughs> I'm read Ron that. So basically Burgundy? The games that snuck out were um, a game called... Um, Dicey Dungeons, which is a giant walking dice battle in an ever-changing dungeon. Can you escape the cruel whims of lady luck? Okay, that (laughs) doesn't seem very good. Nope. Uh, Coleco is a day-in-the-life sim game where you import an adorable task. Uh, Rebuild the town's cat cafe. Nope. Nope. That sounds terrible. (laughs) Um, And lastly, uh, the other game is called Grind... Well, there's two games. I'll save the big one for last. Grindstone. It's a game of sword-slashing puzzle battles from the award-winning studio behind Below. So, it was an indie release yesterday. A bunch of indie games made the Switch. And then the one you were telling me about that your boys absolutely adore, uh, Among Us. An online and local party game of teamwork, uh, betrayal of 4 to 10 players in space. So, now you can play that on the Wi-Fi. Or, uh, yeah, play it locally Wi-Fi, but you can play it on the Switch now. So...
0: That's cool, yeah. Um, That's a I know fun that game. That should be
2: exciting for the boys. Take it on the go. I mean, you do it. You have it on mobile, anyways. But yeah,
0: but even with the yeah. switch, I mean, yeah, a little bit bigger screen, and yeah, just uh, it, it's a new way Absolutely.
2: to play. New way to play. Okay. So sorry for uh, probably one of the roughest entertainment news is uh, I've had to put on the show yet. Not not a big fan of today's segment, but hopefully you enjoyed it. We'll roll on to the whopping two. Yep, two birthdays. It's my birthday. it's my birthday. All right, the only punny one I could do because the other one is just not punny enough for me. Ah, uh, don't trust the don't trust this bee in apartment twenty three because she's a let a legit badass that can throw you through walls. Miss Jessica Jones, A.K.A. Kristen Ritter, is thirty nine. You know she's a nineteen eighty one gal.
0: Oh yeah, I yeah. I knew
2: I knew we liked her for a reason. Four days before Team my birthday. Point. Yep. Yeah. Benjamin Bratt, uh, actor known for his role on the series Law & Order. He later played a doctor in the drama Private Practice. He's voiced Eduardo in Despicable Me. And he was also in Ride Along, and he was also in Doctor Strange. That he was. He is... Fifty six, And that is your celebrity birthdays for today on December 16th. Happy birthday.
0: Well, folks, that does it for the entertainment news. And if you couldn't tell from the entertainment news, words are hard, which is our segment coming up next. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages.
1: After these
0: messages, we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at PhoenixMedia.us or on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Phoenix Media Radio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, December 16th. Now, we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash San Filippo. That's S A N F I L I P P O dot nine four, or on Instagram at San Filippo eighty one. Now, being that it's Wednesday and a, uh, a phrase that has come up many, many times, which is obviously the reason we do this segment, words are hard.
3: Shut
2: up. <laughs> <laughs> that sound soundbite every week. I Hilarious. It. I love it.
0: Tony, if I told you or asked you what an onomatopoeia is, would you be able to tell me?
2: I would not. I've heard the word before, but I would not know how to tell you
0: so an onomatopoeia is a word that uh, basically the name comes from the sound of the word itself. So, uh, you know, it's most commonly known as sound words like pop, crash, boom, or bang. But we're going to go ahead and explore some of the uh, other onomatopoeias that have come about and uh, where those originally came from. So uh, let's head on into our words are hard. <whistles> The first onomatopoeia, a word that sounds like the word it's describing, is cough. There's no record of what the old English word for cough was, but etymologists agree that it probably has its origins in an ancient Germanic word along the lines of cook or cork, pronounced the same harsh sound as the end of bach or lock, which was presumably meant to echo the sound of someone clearing their throat. So when you say the word cough, it's supposed to mimic the sound cough, hence an automatopia, which uh, just makes you know words that much stranger. And uh, obviously, I think they did that for the reason of uh, making it a little more understandable for people to uh, eventually get down. So, uh, yeah.
2: Did you know any of that about cough tone? Did not know. Learning learning some new stuff here, man.
0: Yeah, you know, we're not all about laughs and Mm -hmm. giggles. We like to uh, educate you as well here.
2: Yeah, you like to learn a little here on the show. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, let's move on with words are hard. (laughs) (laughs) If I was to ask you, Tony, of a bird with a name that sounded most like the sound that it makes, what would you say?
2: Mm, I don't know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you could have guessed any number of birds, but uh, owl, for instance, was originally oolay in Old English, and it's that long "oo" sound at the beginning that suggests the owl's name was probably originally meant to imitate its hoot. Other birds with onomatopoeic oolay. names... Oolay. <laughs> oolay. <laughs> Other onop- onomatopoeic names, the rook, the cuckoo, the chickadee, the hoopoe, the whoopoorwill, the killdeer... The bob white and our next one, the turtle dove. So, for instance, uh, the turtle dove or the turtle in turtle dove has nothing to do with marine reptiles and everything to do with the cooing noise that the birds make. It's a derivative of the dove's Latin name, turtur, which is meant to represent their call. So uh, in tur-tur. this tour. Yeah, in this uh, age of, not age, but these days of the you know the holidays and the 12 days of Christmas, when you're thinking two turtle doves, well, now you know where the name turtle dove comes
2: from. Partridge in a pear tree.
0: <laughs> Let's move on with words are hard.
3: <smiles>
0: Our next onomatopoeia is a uh, word of something we like to try and do here for you guys the listeners and watchers every day the word is laugh dozens of words describing different kinds of laughter like guffaw giggle snicker cackle and chortle are onomatopoeic but most etymologists agree that the word laugh itself is probably representative of the sound of laughter it's apparently a particularly ancient formation too the similarities between the words for laugh in languages as diverse as english icelandic ancient Gothic, and even Sanskrit suggest that Lath might even have Proto-Indo-European roots. Boy, that was a lot of words to say. That was,
2: that, that was a lot of hard words just in that.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, luckily for me today, words are not that hard. So...
2: <laughs> no, that's a good thing, so... Good it makes job.
0: makes things a little bit easier, especially when our topic is onomatopoeia. I mean, that's a hard enough word to say all in itself. Onomatopoeia.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: Let's move on with words are hard. The next onomatopoeia is fanfare. English speakers have been using the French borrowing fanfare to refer to a brassy, flourishing tune since the early 1600s. Although its exact etymology is disputed, both of its two likeliest origins are onomatopoeic. The old French verb fanfarer means to play a fanfare, was perhaps meant to represent the sound of the flourish itself and, alternatively, the uh, Arabic word farfar, meaning chatterer or gossiper, which was meant to replicate the sound of prattling conversation. I don't know if it necessarily means that second one, but, uh, you know, fanfare, and especially, you know, if you are a fan of uh, Star Wars, you know those John Williams scores are basically just full of that fanfare, that big, bright, brassy sound that, uh, you know, as soon as, star wars opens up it is that fanfare and so uh you know right. it's a word that sounds like what it actually is all right let's move on with our onomatopoeias and words are hard <laughs> here's one that uh oh i like this word the onomatopoeia is moan no one is quite sure where the word moan came from, and given that its earliest meaning seems to have been something general like lamentation or sorrow, it's possible that it's derived from the same root as mean. An alternative theory, however, suggests that it's an echoic word somehow meant to represent the sound of moaning in pain or anguish. Uh, I like the more positive meaning of moan, if you catch my drift.
2: All right. go. go, 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 go.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, here's one that uh, in the word's about as annoying as the pest itself. This onomatopoeia is mosquito. Borrowed into English from Spanish in the 16th century, the word mosquito has its origins in the Latin word for fly, mosca, which is in turn thought to derive from another ancient Proto-Indian European root, mu or musk. Some etymologists have suggested that this root might originally have been intended to represent the droning or buzzing mm sound of flies and other insects Mm. and point to the initial sound that found its way not only into Latin, but into languages like Sanskrit, Greek and English as evidence. And mosquito is, uh, you know, I I think the world would be a much better place without uh, that one single insect. But of course, we couldn't bring the dinosaurs back if we didn't have them. So, uh, you know, there's the good and the bad.
2: Yeah, you got to take the good with the bad for sure on that.
0: (laughs) And then finally, in words are hard. (laughs) If I was going to say Australian musical instrument to you, Tone, what comes to mind?
3: The oboe.
0: (laughs) Close. It looks like an oboe. The didgeridoo did
2: you redo did you redo down under the little dunkaroo those are
0: the didgeridoo. ones that sound like uh a... okay yeah.
2: Miriam... sound it outback steakhouse Gorky. get a blooming <laughs> onion today.
0: Well, Merriam-Webster has traced the earliest record of the word didgeridoo back to 1919. That might seem a relatively recent date given how ancient an instrument it is, but that's because the name didgeridoo is likely a Western invention coined by English-speaking Australian explorers and settlers sometime around the turn of the century, meaning it's presumably a representation of the instrument's bizarre resonating sound. The name didgeridoo apparently isn't used in any of Australia's aboriginal languages, all of which have their own words instead. And so, uh, you know, didgeridoo is just a fun word to say. I recommend that you all try it. And folks, we're going to head into our break, head into our next segment, which is lump of coal. So while we're gone, go ahead and practice that didgeridoo. (laughs) And we'll be back in
2: just a few.
0: We'll see you guys in a couple minutes. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at PhoenixMedia.us or on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Phoenix Media Radio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks, for the fourth and final segment of the first hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. On Wednesday, December 16th, but don't fret, there's still plenty ahead with our second hour, including our interactive topic of Worst Christmas Movies. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because sharing is caring, especially in this time of year. It is Christmas. And uh, this segment, which we've titled Lump of Coal, talks about entitled, spoiled, or just plain unlikable people around Christmas that uh, really deserve more of a lump of coal than whatever you end up getting them. Tony, anybody in your friends or family that uh, fall into that category of just ungrateful little bastards.
2: No, no, not in my, not in my circle. No,
0: I can think of like, one little boy in your circle that uh, might fall under that. Uh, tried to oh, stab you with a well, knife yeah, before. He's not
2: really in my circle, but I guess he is. But yeah, <laughs> that one. Yeah. He deserves a lump of coal for sure. Oh, He deserves Thanks a lot for more remind than that. Me of that. He was definitely not on my mind. That's
0: for sure. <laughs> yeah. Luckily in my uh, immediate, Surroundings, family, friends, you know, there's nobody along those lines. But, uh, you know, occasionally you do bump into those people that, uh, again, they deserve that just lump of coal because they are awful, awful human beings. So uh, let's go ahead and get to some stories of people, other people who deserve lumps of coal. And uh, we're going to go ahead and play this soundbite in between for our transitions.
1: Disappointed!
0: Good old Kevin Sorbo. Love that sound bit. All right. Uh, first up this from user S 13 says we gave gift cards to my rich kid cousins who rolled their eyes and said they had drawers full of them i suggested to my parents that next year we make a donation in their name instead and let's see how ungrateful they are then cuz uh you know people love gift cards yeah i've got drawers with gift cards in them that i've either never used or i've used a portion of them but I've never been been ungrateful about them. I always appreciate, uh, you know, that somebody went to the thought of getting me something that I think I might enjoy.
2: Exactly. You know, I was cleaning, uh, I was going through my wallet looking for uh, my Kohl's card. Uh, Apparently, I don't have that card anymore. I mean, I still have an active account, but I went to go purchase some gifts and uh, I could have saved more if I was using the Kohl's card. I would have got like an additional percentage off. Couldn't find it, so I had to pay the just the regular discounted price. But uh, um, during that, I found I can know the old Chicago gift card. I don't know if I've used it or not. But Interesting. I like, oh, damn! Is All there right. an old
0: Is there an old Chicago near you?
2: Yeah, just right down the street.
0: Hey, It's worth a try. Get yourself some lunch, some pizza. Yeah, mm, so, yeah. yeah,
2: so, yeah, an old Chicago card, man.
0: <laughs> All right, let's move on with our lumpical people who deserve
2: it.
0: This from user Una's mom says, I was at a Christmas Eve party where the kids of the family that was hosting got mad. They couldn't open any presents yet, so they proceeded to throw their wrapped gifts into the fireplace. They got about five or six gifts into the fire before their dad stepped in. It was one of the most outrageous things I've ever witnessed. At that point, I just take all their gifts away. How spoiled can you be that, you know? Because you can't open it now, nobody's gonna enjoy any. Right? Awful, awful just little kids. Simple. Awful kids. All right. Uh, let's keep moving on with uh, people who deserves that. Deserves, <laughs> deserve that lump of coal.
1: Disappointed.
0: This one from user Colleen D Nine says. My mom made homemade gifts for my dad's sister's one year, but they scoffed and said handmade gifts were cheap and worthless and they wanted something better next time. Again, sometimes handmade gifts can be the most personal, the most thoughtful things that you can receive, especially if maybe somebody doesn't have a lot of money to spend on expensive gifts or, you know, things along those lines. You know, if it's a handmade gift, if it's sweet, you know, again, we we've said it multiple times this week, it's the thought that counts and it, it really truly is
2: right it well and that that is you like yesterday i got something as simple from a co-worker i just got like a little christmas mug it was awesome you know it is it my style isn't my geeky nerdy mugs that i sip tea out of no but it was it was still really just the thought that that employee thought to get me a gift and It was great. So I appreciate it. So thank you.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's fun. It's a thoughtful little gift. Well, Let's move on with people who deserve that lump of coal in their stocking. Disappointed! This from user Raven Clark says, I had a friend in high school who got the car she wanted with a custom paint job for Christmas. She pushed me to come over and see it after... My family finished Christmas morning. She bragged for a while, then spent ages criticizing her other gifts, including a massive pile of clothes, and yelled at her mother because her Uggs weren't the right size. I was so embarrassed to be there. I'd be embarrassed uh, to wear Uggs. Uh, I don't know about you.
2: (laughs) You don't wear Uggs?
0: I don't wear Uggs. No, no. I'm not a uh, 21-year-old Southern California girl.
2: Hey. Hey. (laughs) <laughs> you know who used to wear Uggs was uh, Ashton Kutcher in uh, The Ranch. Oh, seriously? Yeah, his character did. Oh, okay. funny.
0: Right, I'm sure they poke Sam Elliott
2: would give him so much crap for it.
0: <laughs> I love Sam, Great Sam Elliott. Great show,
2: by the way. I, that was, unfortunately, I know we talked shows the other day. That show, I wish that one would have ended a little differently, too.
0: Interesting. All right. Well, let's move on with uh, people who deserve a lump of coal in their stocking.
2: Disappointed
0: this from user clumsy foo 94 one year my cousin after he'd opened all of his own gifts started opening everyone else's gifts too when i tried to stop him he screamed bloody murder my aunt said to let him because he was a baby and didn't know better he was five he knows better you know some he ki- knows yeah some kids are just pure pure brats and i would assume that that would be something that the uh, little kid in your life tony would probably do only take it one step further grab a knife and threatened to cut a bitch
2: (laughs) yeah me will cut you you know i've had two little kids threaten to cut me with a knife really in my lifetime yeah my little niece but hers was cute she had a little plastic knife and she just looked at me and she goes me will cut you and she didn't mean it maliciously but i think she's just being funny i was like yeah probably not the other one said he was straight gonna stab me and I thought I was gonna to have to kick Chucky in the face. <laughs> uh, small side tangent.
0: Have you ever seen the crab with the uh, the knife in its claw? The viral <laughs> video. It, it's hilarious. Well worth checking.
2: I'll out. have to watch it. No, I, I'm picturing a crab with a knife in its in its little claw.
0: It's adorable and terrifying, we'll cut you. all at the same time. All Where's right,
2: Mr. Crabs. Let's
0: move on with uh, kids and people who deserve uh, a lump of coal in their stocking.
1: Disappointed!
0: Having worked in the automotive industry in Southern California, I ran into this one quite a bit. This from user Donay says, A daughter of a business friend refused a new gold Mercedes convertible because she told her parents, You knew I wanted a black one. Really? You're going to turn down Uh. a brand new Mercedes convertible because it's not the right color?
1: (sighs) Yeah. Has the get, planet gone
0: mad?
2: Like, yeah. Dude, you know, nothing would piss me off more than if you got somebody a good gift and they said something stupid like that. Mhm. I'd be like, I'm fine, you don't get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, I t- Did you
2: notice like uh uh you know, I've seen this happen to kids. Uh like nieces and stuff like at Christmas where they they complain, oh, I don't want this. And then like the parent just takes it away. No! But I do. <laughs> like it's weird, you can't win, they don't no. it's like they're pissed because it's not what they want and then you go to take it away and they're even more pissed, so
0: <laughs> in that case what I do uh more than just take the car away is I exchange it for a Geo Metro and just uh, oh. give that girl the, the Geo Metro. There you
2: go. You, hey, you have your choice, sweetheart. You can have a Geo Metro or a Day Wulanos. A I can save a ton of money, I can get you either one. Hell, I can get you both if you really, if you're really good, you could have both. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, you've lost out on this one. But well, you could double your stakes there.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, let's move on with our lump coal recipients. <laughs> Disappointed. This from user Taylor W for CCB fifty nine FCA. Oh, such an original name. My sister threw a tantrum when my parents bought more presents for my newborn son, their first grandchild, than they did for her. She counted only 11 for her, and he had 13. How dare he get two more than she did? Awful. Awful. Ooh. Mm. All right. Let's move on with our lumpical recipients.
1: Disappointed!
0: This from anahi V says, my boss told me that they had to go to the Apple store after closing to return the iPhone 8 her nephew's parents had bought for the child after he cried all of Christmas Day because he wanted an iPhone X. How dare you get me the last model of the iPhone. Terrible. How dare you. Absolutely terrible. How dare you. And then finally with our lump of coal recipients.
1: Disappointed!
0: We have user Taylin Gabby, who says, "My childhood best
1: Gabby, Gabby
3: noodles."
0: My childhood best friend threw a three-hour crying fit when her high school boyfriend proposed to her on Christmas. The reason: the ring he proposed with wasn't the one she wanted. How dare him! how dare him well how dare you folks for leaving us if you do during the break come on back! don't you dare we still have plenty ahead we're headed into the long break but when we come back it is the interactive portion and we're talking worst christmas movies ever don't go anywhere we'll be back in a few
1: laugh it up fuzzball wash my hands of this weirdness
0: welcome back everybody to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix radio show it is Wednesday December 16th we are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy crazy world still joined by my co-host Tony Sanfilippo Tony, how you doing? Did you get uh, thoroughly hydrated during the break or just uh, hunker down and, and get some uh, stuff ready for uh, your big day?
2: Yeah, just uh, got some stuff ready. Didn't go make the smoothie, uh, <clears throat> just uh, relaxed and uh, yeah, got some stuff prepped. Listened to commercials. So it was a longer seven minute break than it uh, normally goes. Normally it goes quick and I don't hear the commercials. I just hear <laughs> when it's time to get back on the air, it kicks on. Uh, but we have a lot of a uh, lot of fun ads there.
0: Yeah, you know, I Cuckoo,
2: cool, coo-coo, cool, cool,
0: Little behind the scenes a stroke. For, little behind the scenes for people. I yeah. uh, typically mute it for Tony, so that way he doesn't have the commercials in his ear. But as we're ready, getting ready to go back, I realized that uh, I had not muted it. So Tony got the joy of uh, the news and and everything that you guys get it's to no, hear. No, Tony got to no hear.
2: big deal. It was good, man.
0: <laughs> Well, in any case, this is the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers on our topic of the day. And this is why we solicit the topic the day in advance. Of course, uh, tomorrow, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, there will not be a brand new show tomorrow. Uh, We will be running a best of Tony's got a little work stuff he's got to do, but we will be back. It's
2: confirmed. I I do got to go down there. So I did ah. get the text during the uh, break. So behind the scenes there is... uh, do the radio? We do the radio show uh, about nine a.m. my time, so it's uh, eight a.m. where you're at, um, and it runs to eleven. Then I got, you know, I got a little downtime before I go to work at one thirty. Well, tomorrow, so I get out of work tonight at eleven. Then I got to be down to Dia, or outside of Dia, uh, where our new depot will be. Got to be there by 9 a.m. Uh, in the morning, so which means I can't just roll out of bed, stumble and bumble and wh- whip up a thing of tea. Like I gotta get up uh, super early, <laughs> get dressed, and then haul my butt down down to Denver. So yeah,
0: for perspective, that's only 10 hours bef- between shifts. I mean, that's less than a lot of people sleep. Let alone having to yeah. get home, wind down, go to bed, get up, get ready, and drive all the way down there.
2: Yeah. I don't envy you, Tom. Tomorrow. So it's a good thing we're not doing radio because I would be uh, worse than my entertainment segment today. <laughs> Doggy, that was bad. That was not a, not a good one. Although things are working now, of course. Why wouldn't they work later? So
0: Right. But uh, with all that being said, we will not be doing a, a new show tomorrow. We will be back on Friday, and then all next week will be replays because it's, well, Christmas week. But uh, with that being said, uh, we do like to give you guys the topic the day in advance. But uh, at the end of the second segment here, we'll give you Friday's topic. So you've got two days to call in on that. Or you can chime in on our Facebook page. This is
2: a good day for you, sir.
0: It is. Chime in on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix radio. That's Christian with a K Phoenix with an F radio, of course, with an R just click into the live video and comment there in the comment section. Our topic of today are worst Christmas movies ever. And I joked in the uh, little tease that I put up on social media that uh, anything from the Har- Hallmark channel could certainly be considered a terrible Christmas movie. But uh, Tony, I wanted to go to you first to find out uh, what is your least favorite Christmas movie?
2: Uh, there is... Um, there's so many bad ones out there, right? Like I had to actually do a refresher list and type in just to trigger. I'm like, what's the worst Christmas movie that I've that I've watched? And you know... Um, I've got I've got two, but I'm only gonna give you one. I'll give you a second one if no one calls. Like if we don't have a lot of feedback, because mm. it's almost still time. Fair enough. But you know, uh, Vin, the the movie Fred Claus with uh with Vince Vaughn and Paul Giamatti. On paper, it looks like it's gonna be great. It looks like it's trying to be in the spirit of Elf, and because Elf was such a great hit with Will Ferrell, and mm-hmm. I even watched Elf uh, the other night again, and that holds up very well. Uh, Fred Claus, was like he was the brother of Santa and he was a little jealous, but then he has to help save Christmas and just not a good flick. Great actors, but uh, I think it fell flat. So for me, it's uh, Fred Claus, which I think was 2006 seven ish somewhere yeah somewhere
0: yeah. around there yeah not a great movie and the funny thing is it's funny that you bring it up you know yesterday we were uh you know going through and looking yeah you know, what did we want to watch for the evening and it was early enough that we could turn on a movie and uh Fred Claus came across, and uh, we were even debating, eh, do we try it just to see if maybe it's better than we remember it? Ultimately, we ended up skipping that altogether. Went with old school, still stayed with Vince Vaughn, but uh, skipped Fred Claus. You, that was a
2: better one, yeah. Oh, Because Vince Vaughn is great. I, I dig the heck out of Vince Vaughn, but this was not one of them. I'd rather watch the one with him and Reese Witherspoon before the. I'd watch Fred Clark.
0: Four game. Christmases. maybe. that
2: was Four Christmases. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that wasn't that was bad. I enjoyed that one for yeah. a rom-com Christmas.
0: Yeah. Problem that's is-
2: better than any Hallmark one you're going to get.
0: Exactly. The problem with Four Christmases- Except Police
2: is, Navidad. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's hometown Carson City with, with A.C. Slater. Mario Lopez. What could go- what could go wrong? Directed by Sabrina, the teenage witch. So, that's right. <laughs> Clarissa explains it all. <laughs> uh,
0: what I was saying is the uh, the problem with Four Christmases is that it's not available on any of the streaming sites. It's only Prime Video for rental or purchase. And, uh, I don't want to watch it that bad. So,
2: no, yeah.
0: But folks, we are talking about worst Christmas movies ever want you guys to chime in right now on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video. Comment there with your pick for the worst Christmas movie. And when we come back, it is all about you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Phoenix Media Radio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, December 16th. Now we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on the topic of the day. Simply head over to Facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio, of course, with an R. Click into the live video and comment there with your pick for the worst Christmas movie ever. Now, before the break, we heard Tony's, which was Fred Claus, and uh, I would have to definitely put that up there. Um, we, we obviously jokingly said that uh, anything from Hallmark Hallmark is terrible. I would even say Freeform as well, because those are pretty cheesy as, you know, as it gets. My pick for worst Christmas movie ever is probably because I loved the first one so much. I, I'm a big Tim Allen fan. I uh, love Home Improvement. We talked about Last Man Standing here recently, and I loved The Santa Claus. You know, The Santa Claus is just a fun, wholesome Tim Allen, a very Tim Allen uh, type of movie. And, uh, you know, watch it with the kids every year, and it's so much fun. They made a second one, which was Okay, and then they made a terrible, terrible third one called the Santa Claus Three: The Escape Clause, with Martin Short as Jack Frost, and uh oh boy, it was just super, super disappointing. Um,
2: oh yeah, for sure. You but know, at that point, Charlie's like what, twenty-five? <laughs> I don't believe in evermore <laughs> What was, I was that? it because. Well, I'll tell you off air. I had to stop myself from saying something.
0: Oh, you had to stop from saying ass because apparently ass is a bad word. Yeah,
2: yeah, ass (laughs) is a bad word. Yeah. No, yeah. No, it's just, I'll I'll text you off air what I almost said. Okay. uh, We'll just roll with that. (laughs) Yeah, just go with it. There's a reason why I had to do that.
0: Gotcha. So we are talking worst Christmas movies ever. Go ahead and comment now on the Facebook live video. Tony, uh, on your end, has anybody chimed in on their pick for worst (laughs) Christmas movie?
2: Yes. So, dude. So, first off, I've got, I've got, uh, <laughs> you're welcome, Lace. Um, Lacey's on here, uh, she chimes in uh, a few things, uh, Christmas with the Cranks is pretty bad, uh, so Deck the Halls, and so is Deck the Halls with Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito, I agree, that was a crappy movie. I like Christmas barely with the remember cranks, that was okay but i did i watched it once i had jamie lee curtis and tim allen um didn't catch the magic but yeah deck the halls was the one where they were like competing neighbors of who could have the bigger christmas lights or who was the biggest believer in christmas
0: that's right yeah
2: terrible movie
0: (laughs) oh Lacey,
2: great call on that one that was awful
0: Well, and it's it's funny because, you know, there are these beloved Christmas movies, but for every one great Christmas movie, there's just a handful of terrible ones. Of course, everybody wants to be the next timeless classic. Honestly, I think the most recent classic is Elf. I I can't think of anything since Elf that has surpassed that uh, just sort of in a, you know, for a a modern
2: day tradition uh, holiday flick. Exactly. I would agree. I would say from our childhood, uh, well, from our, like, teenhood, would be uh, Vacation. That was, you know, that became a big staple. So that came out in the early 90s? It did, like yeah. The, the early yeah. 90s, yeah. Still one of my So favorites. that one was probably our teenage ones. And then, uh, you know, definitely Elf. Um, Lacey also says, uh, Freeform's uh, Christmas in handcuffs was pretty bad. <laughs> and that had uh, and that had Mario Lopez and Melissa Joan Hart, which I guess doesn't bode well for my Navi Dodd theory, even though I'm a Homer and uh, it was taking place in hometown.
0: So <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, another movie that's widely considered one of the worst Christmas movies all the time. But I've kind of have fond memories of Jingle All The Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, where they're, you know, obviously looking for Turbo Man, that most beloved toy for each of their kids and the adventures they go on to get it. And uh, again, uh, it was really kind of a bad movie but it was fun because you know we grew up as you know young teenagers, you know, older kids and and uh, when that came out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um another one that's pretty bad and it's funny like cuz I forgot about this until um, Lacey chimed in her mom said Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh my it's god. Bad. I, I forgot. No, it that. was terrible. Terrible movie.
0: Know what I mean, Vern?
2: Know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> oh man that is so so good this is what we're looking for is bad one Lacey uh, or sorry uh, Stacy chimes in uh, she tells me uh, as, as she did say all Hallmark movies are really bad but she loves stupid B-rated movies but she's got to say Santa Jaws I googled it it's a real thing Santa Jaws for Christmas ladies and gentlemen I've never seen it but it looks craptacular
0: is that along the lines of like Sharknado or Lava Lanchula? Maybe. Yes. No. We lose you, tone. Yep. Oh, apparently Tony can't hear us anymore. Or,
2: no. Uh. Well, here's the problem. The whole technical difficulties I've been having the whole time during the show has to do with the mouse and and even the trackpad i don't know what the hell is going on i don't know if it's the software that's not allowing me to use my cursor so certain things i can't do so when i talk the damn siri option is back up siri hears me and then i can't hear what you're saying during it's like right now siri has popped up so i won't be able to hear you because i can't close it out
0: so, you, know, you know Siri just sorry. wants to chime in with her favorite uh, pick for worst Christmas movie. That that's all. That's all. Uh, but moving on with worst Christmas movies, uh, a Medea Christmas. Now I can honestly say uh. I've never seen it, but a Medea anything is definitely at the top of the worst of whatever.
2: I have no interest in. I've never seen a Medea. I have no desire to ever see Medea. It looks, and I'm sorry, I'm not shooting on it. It, it could be really funny, but. I have no interest on it at all.
0: I don't blame you at yet. all.
2: Looks, it looks like dog crap. <laughs> I can say crap on this show, right?
0: You can. You can even
2: say ass. I can say ass? I know. It's, and I'm not going to get fined? It's amazing. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that. those fines would add up, and I, they're not just double-doubles. I don't pay in those.
0: so <laughs> Uh, moving on with worst Christmas movies ever. This is one I know I've seen, but I don't remember a thing about it. Surviving Christmas with Ben Affleck and James Gandolfini. Do you remember that movie, Tom?
2: No. I remember Reindeer Games and then when you got to see Charlize Theron's.
0: Charlize Ther- Theron's Theron's?
2: Her <laughs> Theron's? I was like, whoa! <laughs> I then realized that in the early days you could kind of see him anywhere. So. <laughs> I digress. Merry Christmas! Surviving yeah. Christmas, huh? What was what was that one about? Yeah, you know, honestly,
0: I, I don't remember. You know, it's uh, I know the I've seen it. Probably
2: why it made the biggest uh, worst Christmas movies there, huh?
0: Totally, totally. Moving on. Here's a movie I'd want to see just because of the camp factor. Made in 1964, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. And uh, Stacy, if you like B-rated <laughs> movies. That's about as B-rated as you can get.
2: Oh, you know what I was going to talk about, but I can't bring up the cursor? I, I got to read this to you, because this was a bad one, and I do remember this movie coming out, because I worked at the video store. Um, and, and it's a legit movie. It was a legit Christmas movie. Um, It's uh, Oh, God. It's Santa with Muscles with Hulk Hogan. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he plays i i i wish i had the the cursor still up because i have the is this thing gonna work god what a pile of crap um <clears throat> anyways i digress It had the perfect synopsis of what it is so it starred hulk hogan and mila kunis like which was a little girl and uh basically he was a villain and uh he needed to uh he ended up uh taking the role of santa as a hired bodyguard uh, It just uh, says, Blake Thorne, Hulk Hogan, is a conceited self-made millionaire who sells bodyguard bodybuilding supplements and equipment that have his pictures on them. One day, while recklessly playing paintball, he is targeted by the police. He is chased to a shopping mall where he hides by putting on a Santa costume. He slides down a garbage chute to escape the police and bangs his head, resulting in amnesia. (laughs) Mistaken by Lenny... At the mall, Santa, Blake, begins to think he really is Santa Claus. Meanwhile, the evil scientist, Ebner Frost, played by Ed Beagley Jr., tries to take over an orphanage in order to gain access to the magic crystals underneath it and dispatches his henchmen to destroy it. However, Blake, after discovering that being Santa has made him a better person, uh, manages to rescue the children, and his little elf helper is Mila Kunis.
0: Boy, that sounds like a Mad Libs of a description. That is, wow.
2: (laughs) Right, like, how do you, even back then, like, you wonder, like, how do you even agree to do a movie like this? Like, someone pitches this idea. I got this idea, champ. You're going to be a thief, and then you're going to run from the cops, you're going to bang your head, and you're going to think you're Santa Claus. It's going to be great. It's going to kill We're going to call it Santa with muscles (laughs) muscles
0: <laughs> where do i sign up brother
2: yeah the, <laughs> let me tell you something dude uh that reminds me of a meme i saw this morning with hulk hogan it's uh said <laughs> hey had maury povich you know when he's pulling out and the dna results have have confirmed that you are not everybody's brother and then it shows a crying hulk hogan right.
0: it. <laughs> it's funny i just I saw that brunch, one too brunch
2: dizzle shared that one there you go for the day
0: and then finally dude, it, In worst Christmas movies ever, I talked about the third Santa Claus movie. Well, you know, as beloved as Home Alone 1 and 2 are, Home Alone 3, just as a big pile of poop. It is. uh,
2: I don't know, it had Scarlett Johansson in it.
0: Did it? I don't
2: even remember that. Yeah, it was one of her first roles. She was uh, the teenage sister. Gotcha. It just looked awful. Like, they tried to recreate the first one with four villains this time.
0: I 20-minute ruled that, and uh, I, I couldn't make it could not nope, do it We got
2: the old paul blartski i've actually never seen it so i've i know what the box art looks like from working at a video store and i know scarlett johansson in it because i like scarlett johansson
0: so. <laughs> well it's on there disney plus tony so you can 20 minute rule it yourself and uh you know try it yeah, out I'm good. maybe you'll I like trust
2: it. you if you're not watching it and you and i have similar tastes i'm Really
0: good <laughs> well folks that does it for the interactive portion of the show the topic worst christmas movies ever again as i mentioned tomorrow will be a best of but friday when we come back our call-in topic is last minute christmas gifts what do you do Ooh. if it's christmas eve you've got to get those last minute gifts
2: What do you buy? I know who's getting expired Christmas jerky this year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Folks, when we come back, we've got a segment called Little Conspiracy Theories. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, December 16th. Now, we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call in topic for Friday, which are the best last-minute Christmas gifts. And it's a voicemail. You know how it works. You leave a message after the beep. You don't even have to interact with a live human being. What more could you ask for?
2: Yeah, well, and you could even talk to a zombie... If you, if you did live call, I think I perk up about that half point, right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Rines. Mouse don't work.
0: <laughs> the number Words are the, hard. The number for the Phoenix line is 855-Phoenix-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, I wanted to talk about, well, you know, the Internet. The Internet uh, is such a wonderful thing in the wealth of information that it gives us. But with the existence of social media and everything that's really sort of going on right now, conspiracy theories just run rampant. I mean, It, it goes everything from aliens to political. You name it, there's conspiracy theory for everything. But there are people who subscribe to more uh, smaller conspiracy theories. For instance, things that aren't uh, quite earth shattering, but uh, things that just sort of blow their mind a little bit. Uh, Tony, for you, is there any conspiracy theories that uh, really come to mind that uh, you are a um, believer in?
2: Um, aside from the crazy stuff. Um not that I can think of on the spot, unfortunately. Normally, I'm pretty quick with that stuff, but uh, no, I think there are certain things out there that touch things like you know that just don't make sense. You know, like I won't get into it or anything, but uh, <laughs> like uh, I'll just use uh, not to be controversial, but I'll use like nine eleven for example. Just the way the building fell, like when you go back and watch it, it's it's intriguing to me because it, it is. It seems very odd. Some of the stuff you see, I'm like, I don't know. So, but I'm not gonna go into any of that. I'm not. Yeah. Not like one of those big ones. Like, oh, it definitely was this. It just it, it's intriguing. It's weird. It's it, it kind of explains it could explain some stuff. But uh, it is funny when I have to say. When you mention aliens and stuff, why is it the first thing I picture is the guy with the wild hair? Like, the big conspiracy (laughs) guy with the big eyes and the hair. I don't know who that is. The guy from Ancient
0: Aliens? Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Like, why do I always think that? Now, with aliens and all that stuff, I mean, those are obviously not conspiracies. I mean... I totally just believe in it, all that stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. The universe is too big not to. And plus, they've been confirming it all, like, in the last year, they've been confirming a lot of it, so.
0: (laughs) Well, folks, grab your favorite lizard person, sit back, and we're going to run through some Ah! little conspiracy theories. This one from user Murderous Rooster says, the first thing I thought of was that feeling you get when you're on top of a building and think, what if I jumped? Or when you're driving to think, what if I just swerve into traffic? Well, it's actually got a name, lapel du vide, French for the call of the void. I always thought the idea of some ethereal presence calling you towards darkness was creepy. You ever get that tone? Ooh.
2: Yeah, I actually, when I worked at the business center, I, I I'd never wanted to harm myself, but there were days where I just was like man could I just get into a wreck or can I just get a flat tire so I don't have to go there? Yeah. Like that's how bad <laughs> it got for me personally there where those kind of creepy thoughts thought in my head and I'm like, "Oh, what are you thinking? Like, don't get but I always had the don't get hurt."
0: Right. But the thing
2: is with a wreck, <laughs> you're probably going to get hurt. So Yeah, uh, yeah. Not a good thought to have. So yeah, sadly I've had I've I've had the void pop into my head before. You
0: want one of those safe wrecks? <laughs> yeah, just a,
2: just a, just one where, oh, darn, I can't go in today, you know? So those would be simple as, uh, sorry, my car broke down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, let's move on with little conspiracy theories. This one from user General Lee Anxious says, we've all pretty much heard of Uncanny Valley, the creeped out anxious feeling when you look at something that's humanoid, but there's something clearly wrong with it, like the wax figures at Madame Tussauds or the AI robot Sophia. But my favorite theory to come out of it is that we get that strange feeling because somewhere along human (laughs) human evolution, we've learned to be wary of things that look human, but aren't.
2: Yeah, Yeah, the wax figures are kind of creepy.
0: They they're are cool. Yeah.
2: But yeah. they're but they're creepy.
0: <laughs> well, and that is part of human evolution, obviously. Uh, you know, it was uh, predator or prey, and of course we had to look for certain things in our environment, which is the same reason that we see faces in everything. You know, people see, you know, the Virgin Mary or Jesus in toast or they see a face in the clouds. It's just that part of the brain that is looking for some sort of human feature.
2: Gotcha. Oh, that's crazy. Let's move yeah, on. I see some cool stuff in clouds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's move on with... Uh user pjb145 pjb says more of a story than a theory but it correlates to some of these and makes me think some could be real and of course this sort of goes back to the theory that uh, you know there's a glitch in the matrix when there's deja vu says when i was younger i had this little stuffed animal i named rocky one night my younger sisters and i who all slept in the same room so we could hang out together were messing around And I two-handed, overhead-tossed Rocky into the wall directly in front of my bed. He hit the wall, slid down behind whatever was in front of my bed, and was never seen again. I immediately went to go get him, and he just wasn't anywhere." We tore the whole entire small room apart. We all saw the event occur. Over time, the room has been completely emptied out, everything in it rearranged, walls painted, everything, and no Rocky. He just completely phased out of existence. Makes me think that he glitched out of the system or something along those lines.
2: <laughs> that, one's, that one was, uh, that was different. Because I, the glitch, I know we always joke with the glitch in the matrix thing, because. I I have deja vu, and it's not because I repeat the same thing daily and just dress different, but, you know, I have (laughs) a routine. But there are times where, like, in fact, I had one two days ago at work uh, where everything that had happened, like, from the conversation, it had happened before, but it led a different route the way the brain remembers it, but it, it went a different route. But leading up to that, and I go oh, no, like, I've done this before. Like, everything, I was like, I've done this before. Uh, and and it happened exactly how it... It always freaks me out when, yeah. I, when I notice it. I'm like, holy crap, this has happened. It's the weird... Deja vu is the weirdest thing.
0: It is strange. Just be on the lookout for Agent Smith, and as long as you avoid him, you should be okay. Mr. Yeah. Anderson. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's move on with little conspiracy theories. This one from user Andy's brother, Dan.
2: Andy's brother, Dan.
0: Apparently, Andy is an uh, important guy. All right. Uh, hey says, Andy. if you're scuba diving around a coral reef and you know that there should be fish all around you, but you don't see any, it's most likely that they have learned that, that for some reason, it's important not to be seen. And since you're a newcomer to this environment, chances are it's not you they're hiding from. The number of scuba, scuba divers saying they've experienced this and then noticed a shark nearby is alarming.
1: Scuba Steve.
0: Yeah, if I'm out in the middle of the ocean and there's no fish around where there should be, you can bet I'm checking everywhere to make sure Jaws is uh, Santa Jaws isn't popping
2: up somewhere. So yeah, Santa, you don't want no Santa Jaws. I mean, if he's got a Santa hat, he's probably extra more dangerous. Yeah, because <laughs> he only comes—he only comes every once in a while.
0: <laughs> once a year. All right, let's What's move
2: here. Hey, he likes to do that.
0: Let's move on with our little conspiracy theories. Here's one that I've heard before that uh, if it is something that is true, it, it's amazing to think of how that might actually work. From user Chucky E. T. says, our world is our perception of our surroundings in our three-dimensional life. It's possible that we are living amongst beings, things, and events that we cannot experience because we are three dimensions and they are not.
2: That's crazy.
0: And that comes back to something else that I've heard recently that, uh, you know, obviously what we see is based on the light spectrums that our eyes can process. But there are so many other different light spectrums, UV light, uh, x-rays, radio waves, things that we can't see that, uh, you know, maybe animals can see, maybe other beings can see, but uh, we can't. And it would be crazy to think of if we could see all this stuff going on, how crazy our world would be.
2: I agree. It's just man, I never th- looked at it that way, but that's awesome.
0: <laughs> and then finally, with a little conspiracy theories, this goes back to our discussion of aliens from user Apple Zombie said the Gaian bottleneck theory. Basically, the reason we've never encountered or encountered or been contacted by aliens is because they're all dead. Every alien species that evolved to form advanced societies eventually outgrew their planet and destroyed themselves kind of like we are.
2: <laughs> that thing makes me laugh. That sound bite it reminds <laughs> me of one of our early Phoenix episodes when we used it for like everything.
0: Yeah, I think it was a haunted house that we talked about, and uh, it was fun. Yeah, I, I love that sound bite.
2: It is funny stuff there.
0: Well, folks, that does it for our topic of little conspiracy theories. When we come back, we're headed into the final segment of the show. That means it's time for this day in history. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages. <laughs> And we are back, folks, for the final segment of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on this Wednesday, December 16th. Now, uh, where do I normally go with this? Oh, I talk about if you missed a portion of the show. If you did miss a portion of the show or want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or... Head over to wherever you get podcasts. Whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Dozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are
2: you a god? Oh, oh yeah. Ooh, Ma- Ma- he was a little excited. I could have just said, oh, yeah, yeah. It would have been better. Yeah,
1: it
0: would have. We got the Macho Man remix. <laughs> Macho remix. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Folks, while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way, you always have <laughs> the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think, and tell your friends.
2: Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring, and especially
0: don't this put time. Me back in the fridge. <laughs> All right, folks. As we like to do in the final segment of each show, is drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully, make you laugh at the same time. It is time for this day in history. For us in the globe, for the stories that turned the world on its head, it's this day in history. Your horse on the top of
2: Christian Phoenix.
0: Thanks, Siri. And that's not even the one that's uh, been given Tony problems all day. So, in any case, let's start off with uh, this day in 1577. Danzig surrenders to troops of Polish King Istvan Bathory. Boy, that guy was around forever before the misfits. Father,
2: <laughs> tell you people that will my way <laughs> but to say what they do, mother.
0: I assume uh, they don't mean Glenn Danzig, but, uh, you know.
2: Yeah, they mean the misfits. You're a misfit? I like the misfits. <laughs>
0: Let's move on. This day in 1653, Parliamentarian General Oliver Cromwell appointed as Lord Protector of England, Scotland, and Ireland. And I think I mentioned it before. He's the guy who tried to outlaw Christmas in England. What? An what? Evil, evil, evil man. How do you Way to go, eh, <laughs> Let's move on. This day in 1773. Oh, you may have heard this little uh, get together: the Boston Tea Party. Sons of Liberty protesters throw tea shipments into the Boston harbor to protest against British-imposed Tea Act. Most boring party ever.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, I'ma sit here with my yogi tea. That's right, because people who love are forgiving. That's what I'm gonna put on my yogi tea. People who love are forgiving. So let's throw some tea in this and let's talk this way. <laughs> it's not Boston.
0: At the very least, they could have exchanged Secret Santa gifts. You know, just just made a, yeah, a real party out of it, right?
2: Yeah, not a good party.
0: Not a good so. party at all.
2: Not a good party. Nope.
0: All right. Uh, Moving on this day in 1907, uh, as a gesture of U.S.'s new presence as a world power, President Theodore Roosevelt sends the great white fleet on a round-the-world cruise, visiting ports internationally, essentially just flexing our muscles and saying, look at us.
1: Ooh, good.
0: This, This day in 1913, Charlie Chaplin begins his film career at Keystone for $150 a week. Boy, that guy was rolling in the cash.
2: Yeah, it was. I mean, he talked a lot, too.
0: Oh, I know. You just couldn't shut him up.
2: Every movie. He was so chatty.
0: And he rocked the Hitler stash before Hitler rocked the Hitler stash. And obviously, yeah, he did. there's a reason you don't see that uh, facial style anymore. Very good reason. No,
2: you don't. Yeah, you don't see that one.
0: <laughs> Moving on this day in 1918. Jack Dempsey Ooh. knocks out Carl Morris in 14 seconds. Right after saying "Put up your dukes," because that's what they did back in the turn of the century boxing.
2: Fourteen seconds.
0: Yeah, that's you got
2: knocked out. <laughs> Speaking that's of knockouts, what, uh, Tucker would say
0: <laughs> exactly. Speaking of knockouts, this day in 1940, <laughs> Joe Lewis knocks out Al McCoy in six for heavyweight boxing title in Chicago. Not quite 14 seconds, but still impressive.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. uh, This day in 1946, French fashion designer Christian Dior and his backer Marcel Boussac found fashion house Christian Dior.
2: boussac How
0: how pissed was Marcel? He didn't even get his name in the company. Not at all? No, no. It's totally after uh, designer Christian Dior. And if you guys watch uh, TV with advertising, of course, right around now, Christmas time, those Dior commercials are everywhere. And with uh, Charlize Theron, who you uh,
2: brought up oh, previously. Oh, yeah. My yeah. My little friend, Charlize, baby. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Let's move
1: on. This day in
0: 1950, child, child star Shirley Temple announces her retirement from films. At only age 22.
2: Oh, little gum ship lollipop.
0: <laughs> don't know what she did afterwards, but uh, in this little uh, thing, it says actress and diplomat. So I would assume she went into politics after that, which is a weird yeah, Animal change.
2: crackers in my soup.
0: <laughs> Big uh, Shirley Temple fan there, Tone?
2: Nah, I just know a couple of them. <laughs>
0: Dude, uh, I
2: don't think I've ever watched a Shirley Temple anything.
0: Maybe when you were little, I know I did when I was little. But nowadays, I haven't sat through anything along those lines.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh-huh.
0: This day in 1962, Lawrence of Arabia, film directed by David Lean and starring Peter O'Toole, is released in the U.S. Don't get it confused with Lawrence of Arabia because that is a very different movie. Very
2: different. <laughs> Roger Raggy.
0: This day in 1966, Jimi Hendrix Experience releases its first single, Hey Joe, in the UK. Wonderful song, too.
2: Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. What do you know?
0: Let's move on. This day in 1969. Nice. Hello, Dolly, with Barbara Streisand premieres. Jesse just recently rewatched that movie, and uh, I have zero desire to go back and see it, aside from the little bit that they show in uh, wall on uh, uh, the Pixar movie. This, this day in
1: 1973
0: O.J. Simpson becomes the first NFL running back to rush for 2,000 yards in a season boy that guy I mean cut through defenses like a knife
2: yeah he was he was really good and I I get what you said hey <laughs> Heyo. It cooks like a knife! That was a good pun there, buddy. You get a... That was just good stuff. Much appreciated. (laughs) I mean, what he did was... Yowie, wowie! But the joke was good.
0: This day in 1985, John Gotti assumes leadership of New York's Gambino crime family after ordering the executions of Paul Castellano and Thomas Bellotti. I think uh, John Gotti was probably one of the, <gasps> one of the bi- last big gangsters that uh, was pretty well known.
2: Gotti, this is my friend John Gotti. Made me some pasta, bitch.
0: <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> I don't
2: know. That TikTok guy. hey let's make some (laughs) let's make some f and pasta bitch (laughs) Uh,
0: moving on this date in 1993 shannon doherty known as brenda is fired from tv series beverly hills 90210 um Uh, do you recall why she was fired
2: i heard i'm gonna keep saying the word. sorry but I heard it was because she was bitchy and didn't get along well with the castmates at the end. She does now, but I heard she was pretty difficult to work with there. It could have either been that or a high uh, uh, high salary demand. Could be. I don't know. But Something bad happened. She was replaced by uh, Kelly Kapowski on the show. That's Tiffany Amber right. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. And she played Valerie on the show. Woo, buddy. Because well, I already... I'm sorry. Tiffany Amber was uh, my... She was definitely my... Uh, teenage crush growing
0: up oh totally adolescence
2: totally. love and uh i was gonna say about her um to quote Mallrats, rats i love shannon doherty and Mallrats, rats especially when she's looking at willem when he's staring at the the g dang sailboat <laughs> oh it's a sailboat brenda dick that's just a great line
0: <laughs> it's a schooner Moving on, this day in 2019, Mariah Carey's single, All I Want for Christmas Is You, reaches number one 25 years after its release. I told Jesse the other day, I've only got so many of listening to that song during the Christmas season that uh, once I've reached the quota, if it comes on the radio, it's going off because I can only handle so much of it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a limit to everything and that is one. <laughs> and then
0: finally this day in 2019, Drew Brees breaks Pat, Peyton Manning's NFL record for career touchdown passes as New uh, the New Orleans Saints route the Indianapolis Colts 34 to 7. That record was 539 touchdown passes at this point virtually insurmountable.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I know Brady's he wants to break it, I don't think he will. Man, but then again, who knows? That guy keeps playing. Poor Breeze, though. I don't know much, how much longer his poor career is going. He's still out with rib injuries, and I mean, they're at least in the playoff hunt, and they have a tough matchup this week against the Chiefs. That should be a good, uh, a good uh, in- implication. That could even be a Super Bowl matchup. Exactly. Although you'll be seeing Taysom Hill versus Mahomes.
0: Yep. But. And real quick, with just a few seconds left, let's hit up the holidays. Holiday. And this is where I normally talk. S-A- tony chimes in all right it is barbie and barney backlash day uh every day should be that because just yeah, because B&B day boston tea party day dave reconciliation national chocolate covered anything day and national stupid toy day <laughs> Okay, folks, that does it for today's show. Again, Stupid toy, I hate it. I hate to take it back. We will not be doing a live show tomorrow. We will be back Friday. So enjoy your day off, and uh, we'll see you guys on Friday.
2: See you Friday.